welcome to Secondhand Film Critics, your favorite source for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I'm Kayla, and I'm with... Noah and... Melanie. We have a guest! It's me. We're adding another one in. <laughs> I love, like, if they didn't read just with, like, in the title. Like, they're like, whoa, wait it's a second. Voice. There's not three people in this in this podcast. So today, uh, we're doing our first of two episodes this October where we talk about uh, scary Halloween-y movies. Yeah. Spooky spook, movies. Spook, spook, spook. Spooky. Yeah, these ones are the cool, are the are the nicer ones. They're not gonna... Most well, of them you can watch gonna... it with your children because your demographic are adults with children, right? Mm, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. <laughs> if you have kids, you can watch these. Some if of them, you don't maybe. Kids, or... Or if you don't like horror movies. Yeah, exactly. So the, it it appeals to everyone. Mm-hmm, the whole family. Um, unless you only like horror movies, then I guess it doesn't appeal to you. Then but. you can tune into our next episode, <laughs> which is about <laughs> horror movies. Exactly. But this one is specifically for those... Who just want some spooky vibes. Yeah. I love Halloween. It's the Halloween's best holiday. Great. It really it's is. Really, it is. It really is. <laughs> Christmas is great, but it's like Halloween, you get to enjoy like the excitement for Christmas, you know it's coming, but then you also get to enjoy fall at the same time, so it's like the best of both worlds. Right, yeah. and because I live in New England, it's not as cold as it is during Christmas, so it's like a nice temperature, which is mm-hmm. fine. Um, and I love fall, fall's my favorite season. Now, Melanie, did you grow up celebrating Halloween? Um... Yes. Sometimes like the normal trick-or-treating, sometimes in like the weird homeschool churchy way where you go to like a yeah. fall harvest festival and it's the exact same yeah. thing. Okay, yeah, we yeah. had reformation parties mm-hmm. because oh you know, Martin Luther <laughs> falls on Halloween Re- as well. Oh, that's cool. So it would be like, oh, bring your kids to our church reformation party where we'll give them candy and they can dress up. So they're not missing out, but I still always felt like I was missing out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just the fact that it was called a Reformation Party makes it 10 times less fun. (laughs) Just sounds very uncool. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't like Halloween until more recently because I just was never Mm. allowed to like Halloween. Mm -hmm. My family was kind of like weird what they would be picky and choosy about. Like I wasn't really allowed to watch Harry Potter, but like Hocus Pocus we watched every year on Halloween. So it's kind of like... yeah. Not much rhyme or rhythm to it. Yeah. Yeah, these are kind of movies that, I guess, straddle that line when you're a kid where it's like, you can't watch a lot of scary movies, but these are like ones that it's like, well, I guess you could watch that. Let it slide. So before we jump into the movies, do you want to introduce yourself kind of, Melanie, or tell our few listeners what you do? (laughs) All our listeners with and, kids are... Oh, your grown adult kids. listeners with young children in the room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm Melanie Ahern, and I feel like I'm past the point where I'm not allowed to say I make YouTube videos anymore. Like, that's a title I'm not allowed to claim anymore. But I used to make YouTube videos. An ex-YouTuber. <laughs> I'm an ex-YouTuber. It's in my past. But I used to make, like, short films on YouTube, and that was kind of, like, my creative outlet, and... It's just one of the ways I love films. Cool. They're very good, so I'll link we'll link them. Thank you. Cool. So for this episode, the kind of format we're doing is we each pick two movies we want to talk about. So we'll go through them each like one, two, three, and then we'll just go through that round again with another movie. So 
hopefully that will give you guys at least six movies to go into this spooky season with that you can throw on your watch list mm-hmm. um yeah so let's get started let's get cooking <laughs> let's get it going let's get spooking i don't know um yeah, that's my... good that's good <laughs> that can be the catchphrase let's get it's spooking, spooking. <laughs> oh my word um so my first movie is uh corpse bride so Kayla, do you know what The Corpse Bride is about? Well, let me tell you. Tim Burton presents a stop-motion animation of a young man who is whisked away to the underworld and wed to a mysterious corpse bride while his real bride waits in the land of the living. Ooh. <laughs> and every every description with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the description. So if that catches your fancy, then you should definitely watch this. Um... I picked this one because, for a couple reasons, obviously one that I really love it. Um, and another reason, though, is a lot of people will always bring up, like, the big debate. Like, is The Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie <laughs> or is it a Christmas movie? And personally, I always feel a little more Christmassy when I watch it. But also, like, Corpse Bride, like, you don't have to deal with any of that stress. Like, when pe- people judging you, like, oh, you're watching a Christmas movie? No, it's fine. <laughs> it's definitely Halloween-ish. It's not a divisive movie. Exactly. You can just go in with an cl- open mind and just have a good time. It's. I love the runtime, too. When I was re-watching this and I saw the runtime, it was like 76 minutes or something. And I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> thank you. I love I love that. Perfect length. Not too short, but like not too long. Like it doesn't overstay its welcome. And the animation is just so incredible. Rewatching it, it was like the animation is so fluid. I love the way that the faces like express themselves. It really takes inspiration from some of like the 60s, 50s maybe um, stop motion cartoons for like Christmas. So like especially uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Mm-hmm. Um, the way a lot of the faces are modeled, I think, is like really based off of that. And it gives it kind of like a different feel than a lot of stop motion Halloweenish movies have, I think. Just the way the models are, I really like. I think it gives a good Halloweenish vibe, but it's also not one of those where it follows a lot of Halloween movies are like, all right, so we got to get the trick or treating scene. We've got to get the little kids in their costumes. That's one thing I appreciate about a lot of the movies that we've picked, actually, is that they give that kind of spooky vibe, but they don't. They're like explicitly Halloween movies. Exactly. Yeah, because like a lot of Christmas movies, maybe like if they're specifically Christmas, then it's like, well, we got to have our main christmas plot points um but it just gives you that kind of spooky feeling and chris not christmas (laughs) halloween-ish vibe without being like halloween there you go um yeah i feel like every time i rewatch corpse bride i forget that it's a musical and that there's really good songs in it and i'm like oh yeah this is great (laughs) i don't actually know who like scored it who wrote the music for it um but it's really good music it's it, and it doesn't like i don't know it doesn't like feel too much or and also just like the colors in the film it's like all like bluish gray and so mm. it's just mm. I don't know. and then like when they go to the underworld that's when the color comes in and i love that yeah exactly the contrast mm. is really good i like the the duality mm. there very very well it's done just classic tim burton i agree with the music thing too 
that's one thing with Nightmare Before Christmas that always throws mm-hmm. me off a little bit. Like, the music seems a l- sometimes either a little mm-hmm. forced in, or some of the songs feel a little bloated. But this one, like, they feel very natural, because in a lot of the songs really are helping move the plot Yeah, along. exactly, like moving the story forward. I know, like, it, the song that it opens with is, like, perfectly, like, sets the scene for what's happening for the film, and you totally understand it just from the song. It's like, okay, cool. I get what's happening here. And it's yeah, a catchy exactly. song. <laughs> Yeah. Kayla, you are um a rare hater, not but you <laughs> I just like, don't love, love it. Film, so. um, <laughs> a rare hater. Yeah, I don't I'm not a hater of this film. <laughs> just make that clear. I do like it. Um I think I've given it like an average rating of like three out of five or something. I don't remember. I You gave it two and a half. Your review says it's better than the notebook. I'll give it that. <laughs> I just, like, I don't know. I don't relate to the story. I can't get into the story. I don't care about the characters. But I do like the animation. I think it's great. Um, I I give it that much credit. Like, it's a good film. I just don't love the story. It's kind of boring to me. Because I watched it again, not, like, maybe last month, before you even selected it as a movie for this. And I was like, I don't even remember why I watched it. Oh, I think I just wanted to watch something short. Yeah. And it was, like, on Amazon, and I was like, well, guess I'll watch The Corpse Bride again. <laughs> and so I did, and, yeah, it's okay. It's one that I'm not going to, like, pay attention to every detail in. I'm going to sit on yeah. my phone while I'm watching mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Raving review. Yeah, no. <laughs> the I, I, do, I do agree sometimes the story is, like, not the driving force of it. Mm-hmm. You have to either, you have to sometimes be into either the animation or the music or something else. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, it's only, like, 70-something minutes, like we said, so they can't really get into, like, a deep plot. So you really are just there for just the art or the, like, the overall like the feeling experience that it gives. That it, or the atmosphere that it gives off. Yeah, I think it's a fun watch, exactly. though, to watch it yeah. once, exactly, you know. Yeah. And I think it's, I feel like it's overlooked in terms of... His, Tim Burton's filmography. Yeah, because, like, you, you think of Tim Burton, um, like, stop motion, and immediately you think, mm-hmm. like, Nightmare Before Christmas or James and the Giant Peach. Exactly, yeah. I think it just gets overlooked and deserves more praise. So, Kayla, what is your first pick? Donnie Darko. One of the what best a, what movies a 180 there. ever created. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla, what is Donnie Darko about? Donnie Darko is about a troubled teenager who's plagued by visions of a man in a large rabbit suit who manipulates him to commit a series of crimes after he narrowly escapes a bizarre accident. Ooh. This is easily the weirdest movie you've ever told me to watch. <laughs> I Like, it is nothing like any other of your recommendations. So why do you like this movie besides Jake Gyllenhaal's amazing haircut? Yeah, so I think it's creative, um, especially when you get, I mean, like once you know the whole story and kind mm. of everything that's going on. Uh, but it's, I'm like, I like the kind of weird, almost dealing with like mental health, but in a kind of more creative way, but also dealing with, you know, kind of weird, creepy, spooky vibes that are like, yeah, I think it's like one of those things that allows a more redemptive kind of Well, I mean, you would hope redemption when you watch dark movies or, like, darker concepts. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a good way to highlight redemption within, like, a darker concept. 
Hmm. Or it does a good job of that. I have never seen it. <laughs> That's okay. There's a, a couple on here I've never seen either. So we're all good. <laughs> well, it's funny because one of um, the videos I made like a year or so ago, it's like I have like my brother wearing a bunny mask and like all the comments were like, this is Donnie Darko part two. And I was like, I don't know uh -huh. what that means. But okay. That's kind of funny. <laughs> So funny. it's been like on my list for a long time. I just yeah. haven't gotten around to it. Well, you can watch it for free on IMDb TV. Oh wow! Wow, not a sponsor, not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's definitely like weird. Um, yeah, yeah. I really love the bunny costume. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's my favorite, easily the best part. It's so scary. Like it's yeah. way creepier than you would expect <laughs> just reading the plot. I like how they kind of. Like, they show the char the characters, obviously, very, like, a conflicting character, you know? Yeah. But they show a lot of humanity in his character throughout a lot of the scenes, especially with, like, the girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. Um. So, it's, like, it gives you some reason to be rooting for him in some of the scenes, even when he's, like, doing these crazy, terrible things, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. I like movies that kind of, like, are actually super deep but can mm. get by under the facade of not being deep. So, like, this yeah. is kind of, you know, it's a cult classic, and a lot of people watch it and are like, that's cool. But people who like deep things can kind of pull out all the layers of it, but other people could just watch it and be like, oh, yeah, that's a cool movie. Like, go Donnie Darko. <laughs> well, maybe not in every scene. But no, but sometimes. by the end, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Character's journey. I really like the ending though too. It's like I love that melodramatic type ending. That's a good, this is a good pick. I really like because um, I have heard of it, but it's like not like a super. It's not like one of the first things you think of when you think of like Halloween movies. Yeah, because you know? it's not like based around Halloween. Although there is a Halloween well, is. scene in it, but it's not. I mean, like, it's like leading up to it, but yeah, right. But it's not like. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. <laughs> like, you know. We're really just trashing on Nightmare Before Christmas. Why? I <laughs> love Nightmare Before Christmas. That's all, that's all of our pick, just, <laughs> Nightmare just Before Christmas. Under, under an umbrella. We're like, here you go, spooky movies. We give you six. JK, it's just Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> um, Yeah. This is a good pick. I like this pick. Thanks. Good job. Cool. All right. Now we will get on to Melanie's first pick, so... What is that? What is? Do you have the the synopsis? What is the Coraline about? Coraline, Coraline <laughs> is about an adventurous eleven-year-old girl who finds another world that is a strange version of her frustrating home, but it has sinister secrets. <gasps> There's Coraline in a nutshell. Yeah, so I know that it's based off a, a Neil Gaiman graphic novel, and I remember reading it years back, like after watching the movie, and it's like pretty, the story's like pretty yeah. on point with the book, like they really didn't change much. Um, but it's, I mean, it's stop motion animated, it's such a beautiful film, like every scene is like full of color and atmosphere, and it's just so captivating. But like, so the studio that made it is Studio Leica, mm -hmm. um... And I feel like they suffer from, like, really great animation, but, like, really poor scripts in general. Which makes sense, because, like, this one, I think, if I'm not in, 
incorrect if I'm not wrong. This is their this was like their first feature. Hmm. Yes. And it's it taken was. from a book. So like they didn't write the story. But all of their other films um are original scripts and like I wanted to like them so badly, but I'm just like not a fan of them in general. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why like Coraline stands out to me so specifically because it's like it's got everything yeah. in it. It's like it's like the perfect movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's what I want the rest of their films to be. Yeah, that's a good point because it's like you said, it's the only one that was actually based off of something. So they kind Mm -hmm. of could go off of that like backbone that had already been set, build on it a little and then like use their amazing talent and animation to kind of bring it to life. Yeah, that's yeah. Mm -hmm. Very nice. I feel like a lot of um, maybe I'll start calling it like the Wes Wes Anderson syndrome because I feel like Wes Anderson is kind of the same way wherein his like he has a vision for what a film is supposed to look and feel like and he executes that perfectly but then when it comes to the story sometimes it's just really like like Isle of Dogs I didn't enjoy as much as I wanted to and so I just like I want him to direct movies that other people have written so yeah yeah I think yeah that's one thing I I find about him a lot it's either it's all of them well especially the newer ones like really hit the style but it's always like yeah um, hit or miss on the story. Like, even Grand Budapest Hotel, mm-hmm. which I think is a better story than Isle of Dogs, is still, like, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. the level I would want it as in something like um, uh, Life Aquatic or um, Royal mm-hmm. Tenenbaums or something. Yeah, so that's a good comparison for sure, yeah. Because when a movie can have that crazy sense of style but still, like, convey a really deep or... in captivating story i think that's really the best of both worlds but it's just really hard to find that where they can both coexist yeah but Coraline does that magically and it's not i know it's set in the fall but it definitely like gives off that vibe it's very creepy i remember watching it with my brother when it first came out he was a toddler and he's still traumatized like he won't watch it at all because it scares him (laughs) the poor kid but it definitely gives you like that halloweeny vibe that you're going for this time of year and you know who directed Coraline? Same director as Nightmare Christmas. Yep, Henry, Henry Selick, Selick, who directed Nightmare <laughs> it, Before Christmas. It all comes back. Wow. <laughs> it all no, comes I back. love Coraline. Like this, since I, I don't remember when I watched it, but it would have been probably around when it came out. I loved it, and I thought it was great. And I was like, and everyone was like, oh, that's a weird movie for you to like. Like, it's, isn't that, like, a weird movie, aren't they? Isn't it scary? Like, should you be watching that? <laughs> but, yeah, I I think it's super creative. I watched it again. I, I usually revisit it at least every couple years. Mm-hmm. It's weird to talk about set design and stop motion, but, like, because no one really brings it up, but it's really one where, like, that you, because since it's stop motion animation, you have to really plan out every like stage, every single aspect. Yeah, of, yeah. And so the way they do that, especially in some of those later scenes where, not like specifically action, but more obviously choreographed and like really specifically planned out the way things are gonna go. And so it's really mm-hmm. interesting to see like the detail that ha- that went in and that has to go into creating those things to pull off certain scenes mm-hmm. and stuff gonna say i love that it's set in like the pacific northwest because i feel like a lot of like fall autumn movies are set in like new Mm. england which i love but it's a very different like atmosphere vibe which i know that um i mean like uh like the studio is they're based in portland agreed yeah i'm always 
so tired of New England because I'm I'm like <laughs> I bet you're I've, sick. I'm done. I need something new. Yeah. So any anywhere else is fine. Yeah, I agree. Do you want to hear a fun other fun fact about Coraline? Yes, please. So they changed the like facial expressions, which is something they do in stop motion. You know, they have multiple faces to like pop mm-hmm. on. And the characters in Coraline could potentially exhibit over 208,000 facial expressions. I think that's more than I have. (laughs) Yeah, like I didn't even know. (laughs) I have like two facial expressions. (laughs) Smiling and not smiling. No, Coraline is a great movie. Mm -hmm. I would have, had you not have picked Coraline, I probably would have picked Coraline. I think it's one that like is has to be in one of these lists you know because it's mm-hmm. it, it's a classic go-to yeah exactly yes. it'll never disappoint all right so those are our first three picks and after this ad we will be back at you with our other three picks so don't leave <laughs> And we're back. <laughs> if we ever make t-shirts, that's going to be the thing that's on the t-shirts. <laughs> and we're back <laughs> with like a bunch of vowels. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so we just went through our first three picks, which were, were Corpse Bride, Donnie Darko, and Coraline. Now we're each going to get into our second picks. And mine is Ghostbusters. Two. <laughs> Two. Um, oh my god. So, Kayla, what is Ghostbusters 2 about? Ghostbusters 2 is about the discovery of a massive river of ectoplasm in a resurgence of spectral activity that allows the staff of Ghostbusters to revive the business. There we go. All right. Wow. I'm going to preface this all. By saying Ghostbusters 1 is a better movie than Ghostbusters 2. (laughs) But I think Ghostbusters 2 is severely underrated. And it's like, it really scratches that itch of like a really popcorn B-movie that you just want to throw on during Halloween. It's funny. It's like the first one, some of the jokes are like too cynical or deadpan or sarcastic. Sometimes you just want a little more lighthearted comedy. And that's what this is. I love when they're at the birthday party that's such a funny scene i die at that scene um that's like towards the beginning um and i think that the whole painting thing is just really interesting i just think that even though the first one is like a classic i think that this one just gets overlooked and like people just hate on it just because it's easy to because like oh it tried to do what the original did but it will never be better um but i do think it's one of those where it's definitely like more family friendly, so it kind of goes with this list where like the first one definitely isn't as much, but this one I think it's a little more fun and lighthearted. Like it's way more campy with the whole ectoplasmic river thing. It just is a little crazier and like weirder, you know. And it might not be like as good or break as many boundaries as the first one did, but I just think that it gets overlooked a lot in like the whole Halloween scope of movies. And it's definitely worth, like, a revisit if 
you're one of those people that's like, oh, well, I only watch the first Ghostbusters and I don't watch any of the other ones because they're all terrible, you know? Like, it's an easy thing to say, but it's not... I think it's... I just wanted to put it on here just to kind of give it some love because it's not as bad as people say. It's like the middle child that, like, doesn't get enough attention even though they exactly. deserve some love. Exactly. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla, this is your first time watching this today, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? What a great <laughs> Yeah, time. well, I've seen Ghostbusters, but I just never got around to seeing Ghostbusters 2 or any mm-hmm. of the other remakes. Was it worth your yeah, Was it worth your time? I mean <laughs> Okay, so here's about where the part is. So I watched Spooky Buddies as my first kind of let's get into the Halloween season, which sounds like the worst movie to get into the Halloween season <laughs> It really does. And I probably liked Spooky Buddies as much as I liked Ghostbusters Man, too. You really hate and both that's my not, picks. This is wow. No, 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 no. That's not to say that it's bad. Wait, but do you like, that's maybe you just, like Spooky Buddies. I mean. I liked Spooky Buddies. Here we go. <laughs> But I don't think Spooky Buddies is like a cinematic masterpiece. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like you have to kind of go into it with the right expectations. Like this is just like a exactly. fun, entertaining Halloween movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like if you just watch it and you're like, oh, yeah, that was good. Like that kind of gave me some spooky vibes. <laughs> like, wow, Halloween. Or something you want to watch with the kids, you know? Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. family-friendly entertainment. This can always fly. Yeah. I didn't hate it. Exactly. Like, I think I tried, I put it on this list because I think it has, like, a place among these other picks that we're doing. Like we said, like, that's just a fun, like, laid back kind of thing. That's not, like, Spooky Buddies because that's going to be get, that's going to be harder to force yourself to watch Spooky Buddies, you know? Like, that's a harder sell to say. Maybe not for me. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I just think exactly what you said. Like, I agree. Like, it's not the best movie ever like i obviously know that it's not amazing that it's yeah but it's not the worst yeah i like i said i just i felt i thought it deserved more you know do you like it melanie it's been a few years since i've seen it but i remember liking it yeah you know it's just an enjoyable film i i don't think you can go and watch and think you like this is gonna be just like ghostbusters (laughs) one because like you're not gonna get that but it's kind of just like a movie you throw on when you want something in the background or you know mm-hmm. for lighthearted did, entertainment. Did you watch the new one? I did Mm-mm. not. The one with the uh, lady. Yeah, I didn't watch the it either. Feminist Ghostbusters. Feminist Ghostbusters. <laughs> I I did I've not. not that one. Um, but I heard mixed things about it. Yeah. That it's like primed for one of those articles in a year that's like. Was Ghostbusters 2016 actually a masterpiece? <laughs> I'll make a video about it on my non-existent YouTube channel that I keep saying is going to happen. You're, you're <laughs> um, there is a new Ghostbusters being made. Mm-hmm. Really? And that's coming out in 2020. I did not know that. And apparently is going to have some of the original people in it. And also we'll have Finn, Paul Rudd, and McKenna Grace. So Finn yeah. Wolfhard? Yeah. <gasps> wow. I'm in. <laughs> I feel like the idea of Ghostbusters is better than Ghostbusters. Wow. Like, you know what I mean? Hot, like the novelty takes. that surrounds Ghostbusters 
is cooler the costumes than, and yeah the like logo. the concept of it and like the, the song yeah like the theme yeah. song and stuff is like oh, ghostbusters but then it's like <laughs> you watch it and you're like eh, they're kind of yeah. lame like they're not very cool <laughs> they're kind of sexist <laughs> um, yeah like ghostbusters the song is the best part of ghostbusters i will say insert um, yikes face <laughs> um but ghostbusters 2 yeah um yeah. sorry i just made it sound like you shouldn't watch ghostbusters no, 2 okay. but you should you should you watch should. it my conclusion is that like i didn't mind watching it it didn't feel like a waste of time um kayla what is your second pick my second pick is what we do in the shadows that was clap Okay, Kayla, what is What We Do in the Shadows about? What We Do in the Shadows is about a group of vampires who are finding that modern life has them struggling with the mundane, like paying rent, keeping up with the chore wheel, trying to get into (laughs) nightclubs, and overcoming flatmate conflicts. Oh, man. (laughs) This is my favorite movie out of these six, I gotta say. It's so good. I love this movie. You gave this the infamous five star rating. I know. I like. I was shook because, like, I watched it and I haven't. Like, I love Taika Waititi. Like, I think he's amazing mm-hmm. person. He's so funny and creative, and just great in general. Um, but I don't love all of his other movies. Mm-hmm. But I love the work that he puts into the movies and like what he tries to do. personally i just don't love his movies so when i went to watch this one it was right after i've been like re-watching his other movies Mm -hmm. and i was like "Eh," (laughs) just like not really looking forward to it and literally in the first like minute and a half i was like i am sold (laughs) (laughs) this has me it's got me um because it's basically set up like a mockumentary which i'm a sucker for mockumentaries my like two guilty pleasures are mockumentaries and baseball movies so basically if someone made a mockumentary baseball movie they should get the oscar from me (laughs) that could be really funny (laughs) they should get the kayla award um (laughs) but yeah it's just super funny um it's a creative twist on vampires i think because vampires are kind of overdone sort Hmm. of or kind of are painted as these, like, handsome, I'm gonna love you, but also might bite your neck off kind of people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I yeah. So I it's feel very like, stereotypical. Yeah, this kind of just makes them, not dumbs them down, but makes them more human and makes them, like, more interesting. Yes. Um, so it's just super funny because it's basically about these guys who are really not super smart vampires, but they're just like bros living together and having a good time. And yeah, it's great. I love that. I love it. I love, um, like we, we're not going to spoilers, but Stu, the character. Yeah. Is, Stu's, is, Stu's one of the characters. Honestly, really, a, really just like, it's so heartwarming, this movie. Like, not like in the way you would think, like, oh, it's a really nice story, but like they're just chilling. Like they're just these vampires just like living their best life in their in this little haunted house and <laughs> I have not seen it again. You're I'm missing a bad guest, out. but <laughs> just based on like the description and knowing Taika Waititi's sense of humor, I can imagine. Do you like his other movies? I have not seen 
all of them. Yeah, I have seen. What's the one? Um, Hunt for the Wilder People. That's, yeah, I saw that. Okay, that's the most yeah. kind of popular one. I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, and I liked it. Yeah. Um, well, besides Thor Ragnarok, yeah, yeah I've seen that yeah. too, yeah, which is technically the most popular. Um, I think this one, like you said, like I agree that some of a lot of his movies. I think Boy, I like more than you. Yeah, but a lot of his like movies Boy. don't really reach the level that it feels like he's always aiming for. Mm-hmm. Like, but this one does, and I think another one that does sometimes is Eagle versus Shark, which is his first film. And I think that's because both in this one and in Eagles vs. Shark, he has, like, um, a similar collaborate, like, uh, he collaborates with this guy, uh, Jermaine Clement, yeah. I think his name is. Um, and I think that, 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 I have no basis for saying this, but maybe it me- I think that, like, he's better with, like, a collaborator because he can take his, like, crazy vision and maybe, like, Yeah, have someone help him to- focus. Exactly. And, like, I don't, I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit yet, so I can't talk, say anything about that one. <laughs> Very excited, so though. But, um, I think that this is, even though I think I like Boy better just because, personally, it's connected with me more, I think that this is, like, his most well-rounded movie that he's released so far. Yeah. And I think, it's just really, like, it came out 2014, I think, um, something like that, and... There's now, like, a show out and everything, but it's been, like, five years, and he's pretty decently big now, and I still feel like it's kind of, like, under the radar, Mm -hmm. and so I think this is a really, like, good one to throw on because it's, like, honestly amazing, and it's one of those that you you don't really hear about, so it's not like you're going in with, like, this is going to be a masterpiece, but I think that if you turn it on, like, I guarantee that you'll find some enjoyment in it super fun yeah. super super good Chris. and even if you don't like vampire yeah it's really not vampire at all <laughs> it's like it's a different take on vampires exactly like we said they're just vampires that are just trying to stay alive yeah they're die. just trying to have a good time yeah i love it's uh i actually i want to watch it again now <laughs> um Anyway, so now let's get on to our final pick of the day, Grand which finale. is Melanie's Melanie's second pick. It better be a good one. Oh boy, this is our final one. <laughs> well, it's uh, the Village, M Night Shyamalan's masterpiece. You want to tell me a little bit about it? The Village is about an Amish-style community that lives cut off from the outside world by the woods in which they believe dangerous creatures exist. Very ominous. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so basically it's it's just this little village that lives like in this big field and on the entire outskirts of their little village is just the woods and nobody leaves the woods and supposedly there's these creatures which they they call those we do not speak of. Yeah. Um that live in the woods and like are scary and so there's these tall tales of them so nobody's allowed to go out into the woods and the color red in the movie it supposedly attracts the monsters so it's called the bad color and they're not allowed to have any red in their village so like berries and stuff they have to like dig up and hide and whatever and all that um and i just i love this movie so much it's funny because this was one of the first movies i was allowed to watch it was like quote unquote a scary movie as a kid Mm. um and it upsets me because this movie was, like, marketed as a horror film. Like, if you watch the trailer, they act like it's, like, this yeah. big, scary movie. And it's not. It's, like, a thriller at best. Yeah, it's not a horror. Mm. So I feel like a lot of people 
like if you go on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a really bad rating and people poop on it a lot. But I feel like it's just a lot of people went in with like the wrong expectations thinking they were going to get something and then they didn't get this like horror film. They got something different and so they didn't like it. But it's a really good movie. The colors are like such a big part of the storytelling, like the color yellow, the color red. And so it's just like really beautiful. And it's I think they filmed in like Pennsylvania in the fall, which is always pretty. But I don't want to give away spoilers, but it's M. Night Shyamalan, so not everything is what it seems to be. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a twist. Um, But I feel like it's like a satisfying ending. It doesn't feel too far-fetched. It feels like like a really solid story. Um, I love this one. Yeah, which some of his are like, okay i guess that it's was a kind of, of a cool reach, twist yeah. if it could yeah yeah like that's how i felt with us this year when i saw that i was like i guess that's a cool twist if it actually made <laughs> sense but yeah so that's the thing with twists yeah so um yeah that's a cool recommendation kayla i know you have i've never i haven't seen this so i can't really say that much about it but kayla has seen it so you yeah, can give some i don't really thoughts. like it <laughs> you don't like any of these movies I would say. um no what I'll give it is that I think Bryce Dallas Howard is great. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great her, cast her overall. performance sells it. I think that the original concept is cool. And I think that the cinematography is super nice. Mm-hmm. But it like wasn't executed yeah. well enough in your... Yeah. Does that make sense? I just, like, there's just a lot of plot holes that I don't think they really kind of ironed out mm-hmm. completely. Like, if you take it as what it is, it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> but if you, like, really sit and think about it, it's like, mm-hmm. but maybe not. <laughs> it's one of those where it's like, it's supposed don't to be think just about like... It too much yeah it's just supposed to be like a fun time it's not meant to be like analyzed over all these like things yeah and since you brought up us i had the same problem with us is i hate when um the characters tell you like in a narration Mm -hmm. why something is happening that happened in us and that ruined kind of that like docked off a whole star for me because i was like yeah Mm -hmm. because i was like stop don't tell me like just let let the viewer kind of it makes you feel as the audience like stupid yeah, and like talk and down to it. like I, you can't understand yeah. it figure it out I for hadn't yourself. seen this in like so long so I watched it today and it frustrated me today because I was like there's like I don't know a two or three minute scene where one of the characters is like explaining it and narrating why things are the way they are mm-hmm. which is like mm-hmm. all good and well but it's like you should have just like showed us pieces of the story without telling mm-hmm. us like having to explain yeah. to the viewer that's just a pet peeve of mine in any movie yeah yeah i don't mind it as much as you i think i mind it more after the fact because that it's like well maybe that wasn't a good idea but in the moment i actually do sometimes like it because i just want to know so bad what's mm-hmm. happening and then they start talking and i'm like yes you just explain talk. it to me <laughs> tell me so it is a very satisfying way, I feel like, in the moment. And that's sometimes what, like, sometimes I just want out of these mm-hmm. spooky movies mm-hmm. is just, like, I'm not looking for this, like, grand story that's going to reveal something about my life. I'm just wanting 
to be kind of invested in like a little bit of a scary little spooky world for a, an hour and a mm-hmm. half, two hours, yeah. you know? And to be fair, like the third act of The Village is probably my least favorite part yes. of it. Um, I think like I just enjoy like the atmosphere and like the casting is yeah. great. Like Joaquin Phoenix, Bryce Dallas Howard, um, Adrian Brody, like really solid acting and just beautiful score. I don't know. So I just like really enjoy just like sitting in the film and enjoying it. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like the original like beginning of it and like structure, it's like that's there. But once they mm-hmm. get into the p- actual plot of like the characters kind of driving the story, once you hit like the midpoint, mm-hmm. that's where it's like, all right, you kind of lost me here once you tried to actually mm-hmm. tell the story. But the world building right, is yeah. cool. But it just, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't love it. Yeah. But some people do. I think this is just one of those hit or miss movies. Like, mm-hmm. either you really like it, or you really don't. I think we had a lot of those on here. I think we had a good mix where, like, some that are obvious, like, Coraline, I think, is one that everyone can kind of appreciate, mm-hmm. but then there's ones like this, or Ghostbusters 2, where it's like, <laughs> they're not gonna be ones that are for, obvious, or they're not ones that are for everyone, but, like, a good, I think in this list that we kind of put together, we have a really good mix of well-known, not very well-known, a lot of different styles of spooky movies that... I think you'll find at least some enjoyment in and a lot of different varieties for all you people out there. So yeah, throw on one of these and then get ready for some fall Halloween vibes. Or you could watch Nightmare Before Christmas. It all comes back to Nightmare Before Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Nightmare Before Christmas is the only movie you can watch from October to December and have it thematically relate, honestly. It goes through the whole thing. Um, yeah, those are our six picks. So just going down the line, I picked Corpse Bride and Ghostbusters 2. I picked uh, Donnie Darko and What We Do in the Shadows. And I picked Coraline and The Village. Those are our picks. We'll put them in the description too in case you are looking for them later and you don't want to have to search through this whole episode again because that is always really annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, those are our picks. I thought that this was this was fun. Um, thank you all for listening. You can find us on social medias, um, Secondhand Film Pod on Instagram and Secondhand Film on Twitter. Am I right? Yep. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Very excited. Um, and Melanie, where can they find you on Twitter, Instagram, or whatever you want to plug? On Twitter, I'm at melanie but instead of an m it's two n's so n-n-e-l-a-n-i-e it's a little weird fancy but <laughs> cute and my dead youtube channel is just my name it's melanie and ahern if you want to cool. go and watch yeah but people can go watch your film so even if you're not <laughs> uploading content watch my they can watch donnie darko sequel yeah. yeah, they can binge watch all your previous content, <laughs> mm-hmm. your ex YouTube content. Honestly, a lot of your content is pretty fallish, so it will work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I watched one of your videos. I have a video called "The Autumn Queen." So, yes, yeah. that's a very good video. <laughs> be sure to join us next time, where we will be doing another Halloween episode, where we will be talking about horror movies. Now, so not the spooky movies, the horror movies. And we, it's another collab with another podcast called X Roommates. We'll put that down in the show notes as well. So if you want to check them out beforehand, you can. Yeah. Wow. This has been fun. Make, 
Yeah. Thanks for having me. Anything else we want to say before we kind of sign off? What did you say at the beginning? Something keep. Let's get spooky. Keep yeah, it. Let's spooky. get spooking. <laughs> let's get. Sp- keep it spooky. <laughs> All right. Until next time, I'm Noah. And I'm Kayla. And I'm Melanie. And, and we're, we're your, your second, second hand hand film, film critics. critics. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>